Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 253. Today I'm gonna to be talking about different methods for meal planning. So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So as most of you probably know, every week I do a separate podcast episode that's not like a topic episode. It's just me sharing my meal plan that I'm going to be making for my family for the upcoming week. And the reason I do that is because I think that meal planning has made such a big difference in my ability to live a frugal life. Um, So I think that by sharing my meal plans, I can maybe inspire someone with some ideas to help get their meal plan together or maybe just kind of make them think of something they haven't made in a while and just get like one more meal on their meal plan to make life a little bit easier that week. And meal planning has so many benefits. Um, It definitely does save money, but you also waste less food, which also saves money. And it just reduces that daily stress of trying to figure out what you're going to have for dinner every day. So I wanted to share the way that I create my meal plan and then also some other meal planning methods that you might like to try because not every meal planning method is gonna work for everyone. So it's good to know a few different ways to try out and then just kind of see what works best for you and your family. So the way I do my meal plan is it's it's very um, kind of scheduled and repetitive. I used to struggle a lot with meal planning. I would sit down to meal plan and I would stress about, well, when's the last time we had this meal? Should I make that again? Is it too soon? Um, Are there meals that I haven't made in a while that I'm not thinking of? I really should make sure I'm mixing things up enough. And well, if we have this on Monday, I can't have that on Wednesday because it's too similar. And I would spend so much time stressing over putting my meal plan together. And I don't know where I came across this. I feel like I must have heard it from someone or some aspect of it or whatever. But what I started doing is what I think might be called like a scheduled rotation of meals. So I'm rotating meals, but on a very specific schedule. So what I do is um, I schedule the meals for Monday through Thursday. Like those meals rotate automatically. Like for example, every Monday we do hamburgers every other week. And then on the in-between weeks, one of those we do hot dogs, and on the other we do steak. So in order to use this method, you need a, a calendar, um, like either a long, longer range calendar or an app where you can put meals into future weeks or a notebook or a spreadsheet or something that you can go out several weeks ahead. So like w- what, what makes this so useful to me is when I have hamburgers, say it's a Monday and we just had hamburgers that night, that same day, I go into my meal plan, and I know we do hamburgers every other Monday, so I go into my meal plan, I go two weeks ahead on Monday, and I put hamburgers on the meal plan. So when that two weeks from now comes, that meal is already on the meal plan for that day. So if it's a Monday and we're doing steak, I go four weeks ahead on the meal plan, because we do that on the 
on the off every other, you know, we do every other Monday is hamburgers and then on the other two opposite Mondays are um, either hot dogs or steak. So we're essentially doing steak every four weeks and hot dogs every four weeks. So if we're having a steak night, that same night, I'll go ahead in my meal plan four weeks from today and I'll put steak on the meal plan. So I'm kind of like already building my meal plan in advance so that when those weeks come, the meal plan's pretty much pretty much already done, definitely from Mondays through Thursdays. So like even for like Tuesdays, we do a Mexican theme. So I'm currently rotating through five recipes on that theme. It's like tacos, chimichangas, um, uh, like homemade chipotle bowls, whatever. There's like five of that theme meals and I rotate through them on a five week period. So say if it's taco night on a given Tuesday, I'll go ahead five weeks ahead from today and I put tacos in the meal plan. The next night if we have chimichangas, then I go five weeks ahead and I put it on again. So it's constantly rotating and filling in the meal plan. So I do the same thing for Wednesdays and Thursdays. I've had like a meal that I decided like this is what we do on Wednesdays. This is what we do on Thursdays. It could be every fourth Thursday we do something. It doesn't have to be like every other we do this or, you know, every or once a month we do this. It's more just knowing, okay, this we do every other week or this we do every um, once a month or this we do, we rotate these five meals over the course of this day. It's more just knowing specifically when I have this meal, when it, when is it going to happen again? Like what's the next scheduled time to have this meal? And then going ahead and putting that meal on the on your meal plan. So it's like in the future, pretty much always, Monday through Friday is already completely filled when I get to my weekly meal plan. Then for the weekend, I'm a little bit more flexible and I just kind of look through the recipes that I have and pick things to make. It's still a lot of, pretty often like the same types of things that I usually make, but maybe it might be something that might take a little more time or you know, depending on what the season is, it might be like a seasonal meal. But even with that, even though I don't have like a specific rotation for those Friday through, through Sunday meals, I will still go ahead in my meal plan and add that recipe again if it's something I think I'm going to want to make again in the somewhat relatively near future. Like if it's something that I only make once in a while, then I'll just make it and I won't worry too much about it. But if it's something that I know we like to eat somewhat frequently, you know, maybe it's going to be in another month. Maybe it's going to be in two months. I'll just kind of think like, when would I want to have this again? All right, let's say like six weeks from now. And I'll go ahead in the calendar, in the meal plan, and I'll put it on for six weeks from now. So that way I'm constantly working on building those future meal plans and keeping using, you know, with, with keep continuing using the recipes that I'm currently making. So that for me has been so helpful um, because it really eliminates all of that worry about what am I going to make? When am I going to make it? Have I made this um, frequently enough or not? And the thing is, is that even though I have the meal plan built in advance, if I don't want to make one of those meals, like when that week comes and I'm looking at my meal plan, I'm like, well, I'd really like to make eggplant parm this night or whatever. I can just take out one of the meals that's already on the meal plan and swap it out with something else. But if I'm having a really busy week and I just don't have time to think or swap things out, there's already a meal plan there for me to follow. So that's why it's been really helpful to me and that's how I do it and um, that's how I'm doing it right now. I always tweak things, but as of right now, I've been doing that for a while and it's been really helpful to me. Another 
um, method of meal planning is using seasonal family favorites. So I was listening to another podcast, and unfortunately I don't recall which one it was because I have so many favorites, <laughs> favorite podcasts that I like to listen to. Um, but in this podcast, they were talking about creating a seasonal family favorites list for meal planning. So I thought this was such a great idea, and I definitely could use something like this along with my current meal planning method to help fill in on the weekends or other, you know, um, holidays or things like that when I want to make make different um, meals or have kind of like a base to look at. So pretty much what you do is um, you create a list of meals that are kind of like go-to meals that pretty much everyone in your family either loves or will eat. Um, you know, of course you want to find some that most people love because you want to find ones that are really good, but if, I know it's difficult to find a, a recipe that everybody loves. So you're trying to find recipes that most of the people in your family love and at least everybody will definitely eat and something that you like to make. And you build a list over time of what those favorites are. And if you do them by season, that could be really helpful because you know there's certain things you're gonna make in the summer that you might not wanna have in the winter and vice versa. So the thing with this is that I feel like it's something that you just have to start on when you think of a meal that would fall into this, that you feel like would be a fit for this list. Because I feel like this is something you could definitely procrastinate on, thinking like, yeah, one day I really gotta sit down and create that family favorites um, meal list. Because you don't need to, you don't need to sit and wait. You can just kind of have a notepad somewhere and or, or a spreadsheet or notes on your phone or however you wanna do it. And when you make a meal and you think, you know, this is one of those meals that is easy to make and everybody really likes it. We should make this more often. Go ahead and write it on your list. Now you have one meal on your family favorites list. And then the next time that happens, you can do it again. And just naturally over time, you will build this family favorites list, this seasonal family favorites list. You wanna kinda of keep it by season and you might wind up breaking it out by season over time as you start to build, build it. Um, but, you know, you don't want to overthink it either. Like you don't want to make a meal and say, oh, I'm not really sure. This seemed to go over really well, but I don't know if we're going to, if everyone's going to want to eat this again. If you think it might be something that would be a good fit for your family favorite list, put it on the list. You can always take it off. If you make it again next time and you think, ah, that wasn't really that great. Everybody wasn't too crazy about it. Then just take it off the list. So the, the great thing with this is once you've accumulated a list and you have like, you know, say maybe 15 to 20 family favorites, when it comes time to do your meal planning for the week, if you don't want to be um, held to a strict like meal planning schedule of certain recipes, kind of like the way I do it, and you just want more flexibility to just kind of pick what you feel like having that week, you can look at this family favorites list and start picking recipes off of that. And you know that there are things that everybody likes. They're hopefully maybe generally easy to make or something you don't mind cooking. And you can pick from those to um, get a start on your meal plan for the week. Another really popular method for meal planning is doing theme nights. So um, the reason that meal planning can sometimes feel overwhelming is because there are so many meal ideas to choose from. So by narrowing down your choices, it makes it so much easier to make decisions. So having a theme night, you can still be flexible in what you want to make, but you limit the options to those that fit within that theme. So you're kind of like, 
bringing down those choices to something a little bit more manageable. So say if you were gonna do a pizza night, you could do like homemade pizza one night, you could do store-made pizza one night, you could do frozen pizza one night, um, you could rotate the types of toppings also to mix things up. Um, so you can, you can have a theme, but still mix things up even if it was something as simple as pizza. There's lots of different things you could do with that. Um, some different themes you could try is like Mexican, Italian, like I said, pizza, bowls, um, salad, soup, crock pot. You can do any different type of theme just to kind of give yourself a little bit of, um, you know, limiting the amount of choices that you have to pick from on that night. So like, for example, I was saying I use the Mexican theme night, even though I have a specific um, five recipes that we're rotating through right now. Um, but it's still that theme. So like if any, I, originally I was only doing two uh, in that Mexican theme night. But as Mexican type meals or recipes have come up that sounded good, I just add them into that rotation. So I'm kind of using a mix for that night of themes. And then like I also do like a soup night. My Thursdays are usually like super breakfast for dinner. So whenever I have like another soup, I'll just add it in to that like Thursday soup rotation type thing. So by doing a theme, it kind of like gives you some focus on the types of recipes to choose from. So that can be really helpful also. Um, another way to do meal planning, it's, it's, it's not really specifically meal planning, but it helps you plan ahead for what you're gonna, going to be able to eat for meals, and that's freezer cooking. So with freezer cooking, you prepare foods that you're gonna store in your freezer to be cooked later. And there's many cookbooks and websites that offer recipes for things that do well being prepared ahead of time and then frozen. Um, some recipes are fully cooked and then defrosted and reheated. Some are prepared, then frozen, and then cooked once they're, de they're defrosted. And then some of them can go straight into the oven or the crock pot from the freezer. And the good thing about freezer cooking is that you can make a bunch of meals at once when you might have some free time available, and then you can use that meal when you might not have time to cook. So freezer cooking can be used as like your main meal planning method where maybe you wanna you know, look at, in, at a website or, a book, or um, a book that has like different freezer meal recipes and kind of plan it out and make those, or you can just do it to fill in gaps when your regular meal plan um, fill in the gaps in your regular meal plan or when you just have a really hectic day and you just don't have time to cook. I used to do freezer cooking a lot um, years ago and I kind of just got out of it. I do really like it. I just, it's just not the routine I'm using right now. But um, I have done things where it's not really freezer cooking, but a lot of times I'll do like preparation before I freeze something. For example, um, if we're gonna have a steak, when I buy the steak, I might put it in a freezer bag and put the marinade in there and freeze it that way. That way when I defrost it, the, um, the steaks are already marinated. Um, I sometimes will cut up chicken and um, put it in the freezer. Or sometimes I'll like, um, if I'm gonna do like baked chicken nuggets or something like that, I will like cut up the chicken um, and then freeze it that way. That way when I defrost it, all I have to do is bread it and put it in the oven. Um, so just kind of some little preparation things like that you can also do. Another method of meal planning is planning based on whatever the sales are for the week, like looking at your weekly grocery um, store, like flyer or whatever, and seeing what is on sale that week. So you can definitely save a lot of money um, by meal planning this way. 
And by planning um, what is on sale that week, you're still limiting your choices of meals based on the main ingredient that are on sale. So it's still kind of gives you that little bit of like narrowing down of choices to make things a little bit easier to make a decision, but yet you still have flexibility to mix things up. So say for example, if you were going to buy ground beef that was on sale, you could do hamburgers, you could do a meat sauce, you could do meatloaf, chili, and many other things that use that one ingredient as a basis for the meal. And if it's a really great sale, you could even stock up and plan a couple of meals with that ingredient to use over the course of a couple of weeks. So those are kind of like the main different meal planning methods that I'm familiar with. I know there's many other ways and you can mix and match and use what works best for you. Um, Some just like kind of other general tips regarding meal planning that I just wanted to add in kind of at the end here is make sure you have some type of reminder system so that you don't forget to take out any frozen ingredients that you need to defrost either the night before or the morning of because it's the worst when you have a plan for dinner but simply forget to defrost the food. And make sure to check for all ingredients that need to be defrosted. So I often just think of like the main meat ingredient that needs to come out of the freezer, but if I'm making hamburgers, I might also have frozen hamburger buns that I need to pull out. Or if I'm doing tacos, I might have frozen frozen shredded cheddar cheese that needs to be defrosted. So I try to remember to make it a point to check the whole recipe for whatever I'm making that night and make sure that I'm taking out any ingredients that might be frozen. So um, also make sure to consider what goes on each day before completing your meal plan. Um, So like for example, I go grocery shopping after work on Thursdays. So I always make sure I have a quick easy meal to prepare on Thursdays because I don't have that much time to cook. So if you have other weekly appointments or kids activities or anything like that, just make sure to consider how much time you actually have available to cook on any given night and take that into consideration with whatever meals you're planning for that day. Also, don't forget to double check how long meals take to prepare before placing them on your meal plan. Hopefully I'm not the only one who's done this, but I have planned to cook ribs on a weeknight only to realize that they needed to bake in the oven for three hours when I was about to start cooking after work. So just don't make those um, mistakes. It's the worst when things like that happen. Um, But the one thing that I've really found most helpful with meal planning is to really try and keep it as simple as possible because if it's too complicated or it takes too much time, you're probably going to be less likely to keep up with it. So you just want to try out different things and it might take time, but after some practice and trying different methods, you'll likely find a way to plan out your meals that'll be really helpful to you. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you found something helpful in here. Um, Don't forget, you can always email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. You can find blog posts for each episode on my website at lolasfrugallife.com. You can join our private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And I would love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram. Also, if you can please take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, that would be really helpful to me. That is what allows the show to be found by more potential listeners. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a really awesome day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available to you locally. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lola, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Lola's Frugal Life listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Lola.